As a podcast service provider, have you ever wondered what are the deciding factors that your podcaster clients consider before hiring a podcast assistant? Hi, Podless and Troopers! Welcome to another episode of the Value Podcast Show. My name is Cecilia and today you're going to hear another unique and special episode. This is another Value Pod Client Spotlight Session where back-to-back, me and Eloisa interviewed two of our long-time podcast clients. Tom Poland is a marketing mentor and creator of the proprietary model Lidsology. He helps service-based entrepreneurs get relentless flow of client inquiries through the proven and effective OPN system. This is a repurposed version of our Facebook Live on the ValuePod Productions Facebook page. On this episode, you're gonna hear how I met Tom, why as a business owner, podcasting played a big role to win his business, and see the two sides of the podcast production journey of a podcast client and a podcast contractor. If you find value on this episode, Can you please share it to someone who needs to hear this? And also, if you want additional support, we invite you to head over to Facebook and search for our Facebook group. The name of our group is ValuePod Podcast VA School. And every Saturday, we do an office hour every 2 p.m. Philippine time. So if you wanted to have us answer all your podcast production questions or anything about freelancing and also about podcast post-production, we want to invite you to join our group. Enjoy the episode. Hi, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Padlets and Troopers. You are in treat ngayon because we've invited a very special guest ngayon sa ValuePod live session natin. Nating Ellie, can you like greet our viewers? Hi, Podlets and Troopers! Good afternoon, good evening, and good morning. Today, we invited one of uh, our long-time client of three years. Um, the reason why we invited this person is because we want you uh, guys to experience or have an overview of ano ba talaga yung nakikita ng isang potential podcast client for him to like hire an, a, a podcast VA under his team. When you were starting as a podcast manager, what was the questions that you have in mind? Nung, as in newbie podcast manager ka pala. Anong yung newbie? Ano nga ba ang question ko? Hindi ko, paano ko ano, tatanggapin? Kasi newbie ako eh. Diba yun yung una? At saka paano yung offer? Paano ko positioning? Lahat na. Pero pinaka, 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 pinaka nagtumakabas sa isip ko nun isan ko hahanapin yung client na magtitiwala sa isang baguhan. Yun, yun talaga. Ayun, I agree naman kasi yun din talaga yung nasa isip ko. Parang, I already have the skills, pero how how am I able to offer it to, to paying clients na talaga? And uh, with that being said, kaya natin to ginawa, kaya natin in-invite itong client na to para naman matulungan tayo dun sa client side of the decision-making part ng equation natin, di ba? Yung offer natin, siya naman yung parang, siya yung magbabalidate na this is the things that I am looking for in order for me to have a podcast contractor or podcast uh, virtual assistant. Ay nating Ali, can you like do the quick introduction kung sino ba yung ating um, guest for the day? 
Totoo yan. At saka, dadagdag ko lang dun sa sinabi ni Se na other than that, uh, dito din, matututunan nyo dito sa uh, session namin na to, sa interview na to, na paano niya ginagamit yung podcast sa kanyang business. So, we are going to take you at the yung sneak peek kung paano niya ginagawa to. So, today for uh, the live, we decided to do a spotlight, a client experience. A business owner who uses uh, the podcast to grow his business. So, we are going to interview Tom Poland. Uh, he is a marketing mentor and founder ba siya si, ni, ano, ng Leadsology? Yeah, he's the creator actually. Ah, yun. So, he's the creator of the proprietary Leadsology model. He works with professionals to embed lead generation systems into their businesses so they enjoy a weekly flow of new client inquiries. Tom? started his first advisory business at age 24 and has gone on to start and sell four others, taking two of them international. And in that time, he already managed uh, teams of over 100 people and annual revenue of more than $20 million. So together, Padlets and Troopers, let's all welcome Tom Pollan. Hi, Tom. Hey, everyone. Privileged to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank, Thank you, you so much, much for being here. Um, can we dive right away to our questions? Are you ready, Tom? I'm ready to rock. <laughs> okay, Tom, question number one. Um, who are you, what you do, and what is your business? Okay, so Tom Poland, voluntarily married. Uh, <laughs> I live in, in Australia on a little place called Castaways Beach. Our house is literally on the white sand next to the waves of little Castaways Beach. And one of the reasons I love podcasting and one of the reasons I love the internet is I get to live here and serve clients <laughs> all around the world. So we've probably got, I guess, 27 cities with, with clients in it for Leadsology. And, uh, we, you know, the, the internet gives us this, this fantastic lifestyle. But Leadsology is the business and lead generation is the game. So question number two, what is the problem that you solve? Actually, this is Tom's signature question. So it's an, <laughs> a privilege that I am, I am the one asking him these types of questions right now. Yeah, we're all laughing because this this is the question I've asked my guests for years and years and years in my podcast show. It's quite, you know, the first question I ask them basically. So um, I should I should know how to answer, right? Because I've asked it over hundred hundred times. So, so yeah, many many years ago, I read a report, and the report was on multiple surveys of business owners, and mm -hmm. the number one problem or challenge that business owners cited as being a constant thorn in their side was lead generation. How to generate this regular flow of high-quality new client inquiries, not just new client inquiries, but high-quality ones. And, and so many of them were saying, you know, if I could just do that, then, then life would be so much easier. So I decided to crack that particular nut. If I could figure out how to generate a high-quality flow of inbound new client inquiries, preferably every week, then I thought I would have a business that would be in demand. And fortunately, it, it, it proved to be true. So that that's the problem we solve, the problem of getting regular, high-quality new client inquiries inbound so we don't have to go chasing anyone in, into someone's businesses yeah uh, tom you mentioned inbound and of course uh being exposed to your uh business model uh whenever i hear inbound it, it always equates to the opn system can you like give us more details about what open is all about Right. So well, a lot of people have heard of OPM, which is other people's money and OPT, other people's time. And, and we know from some great teachers over the decades that OPM and OP, OPT is a great way to accelerate business success. It's a great way to serve more people so we can scale or leverage our own time and our own money 
through other people's money and other people's time, but OPN, uh, which is, is other people's network. So when it comes to lead generation, the fastest way and the completely free way and a completely sustainable way is to figure out how we could find other people who have email subscriber lists, who those email subscribers respect the opinions of the, the list owner and how we could have them promote, in this case, my business or your business or one of my clients' businesses. So that's what OPN is all about. It's about scaling through the multiplying our impact by having other people promote our stuff. That's the big picture term. That's what OPN is all about. It's about identifying, approaching, and establishing relationships with people that we believe are going to be terrific uh, for our business if they if they chose to promote us. Well, in that case, Tom, would you say that the podcast is the best way to broaden your OPN? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I discovered this quite by accident because we started trying to establish an OPN network by having identifying people who are targeting our target market and have them be a guest contributor to magazines. We had mm-hmm. international magazines, we had radio shows, we had all sorts of things. And it all kind of fell to bits because it, it just didn't allow us to establish a relationship, a deep relationship of trust with our prospective marketing partners, our OPN partners. And, and so it all fell to bits. So I, I started a podcast and I, and I discovered by complete accident, it wasn't a well thought out plan, not that smart, discovered by complete accident that within 15 minutes of interviewing someone, I had established a relationship of significant depth with that person that via emails or phone calls or anything else, because our webcams are always with eyeballs, you know, webcams on like this one. I could establish a relationship. I call it the four hours of psychological allure of rapport. It's a click, click, click. I think I can get on with this person. Respect, and that's around professional ability, relatability, and reciprocity. Reciprocity simply being that if we do something cool for someone, they're probably likely to want to do something cool for us. We kind of like psychologically, we like to keep the score even, if you like. So OPN was discovered, like a lot of great things, like you know immunization and so on, by complete accident. But I, that the bottom line is that when we're marketing through other people's networks. The podcast is the bridge that takes that other person from not knowing me from a bar of soap to someone in really lightning fast time, record time, knowing me, trusting me enough to want to talk about doing some sort of marketing together. So the podcast is the single most important asset in my business, bar none. Okay, mic drop. <laughs> that's, that's a mic drop, Tom. <laughs> That's a microphone. Right, you've got to love that about live stuff, right? <laughs> I am just curious, Tom. Um, since I have been exposed with the OPN kind of way of having a, a qualified person to interview on the podcast, have you been doing that part yourself before you uh, get Cecilia or yeah, somebody question. else to help you? I, I did, and I was really bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the other thing is, I mean, as, as you probably know, I'm a great believer in outsourcing because it's, to me, my, my destiny and fulfillment and whatever we call it, God's calling, whatever we want to call it, the seeds, the clues to that are in the things that I want to do, the things in business that I'm naturally drawn to doing. And, you know, I, I'm, if you like, a performer. So give me, give me a webinar, give me a stage, if you like, uh, and, I, and, I, and that's where I come to life. It's not in, say, finding guests for my show to interview. I love interviewing them because that's like being on stage as well. But mm-hmm. but the finding of the podcast guests and then afterwards to to have integrity and honor uh, our commitment to that guest. In other words, to publish the interview professionally, to create the social media assets, to do the transcript, do the summary, all those 
amazing things that, that Cecilia and your team do. You know, that's the stuff I wasn't born to do. And I know I wasn't born to do it because I don't wake up in the morning thinking, you know, if I'm going to go to work, oh, goody, I get to do that today. I, I'm the guy who loves doing the interviews, that loves creating the relationship and figuring out the deals. But I'm not the person that jumps out of bed with joy in the morning going, oh, i got to find some guests today. Cool. Or I need to produce this and do it well and get it through social media outlet. That's really the, the clue, as I said, to my fulfillment of God's calling or what do you want to call it? Mm-hmm. is is to to listen carefully to the things that I want to do and to do those things because the other things I'll do well and I'll because I've done them often and everything else before that interview mm-hmm. uh, getting the guest on the show and after the interview getting mm-hmm. it produced professionally social media etc that's for someone else and that that's where my team comes in okay well thank you Tom that validates our mission say <laughs> and and the thing is I'm not you just so everyone's listening knows I'm not here with the intent of validating anyone's mission it just so happens that <laughs> this is the way that i figured it out was going to work incredibly well which just has and so now i can validate the mission but i'm doing it because mm-hmm. it's actually the thing that's true right yeah, yeah. exactly uh, actually with what with what tom mentioned um this is uh the part when when we tell our like mentees that your role as a podcast va is to keep the fun keep the fun in podcasting with uh with the service that you do so what we are trying to do is put our clients on the fun part only doing the interviews and the post-production you put them out of the equation so that they can do their the things that they love absolutely and and also you know i mean your team cecilia they seem to enjoy what they do. So everyone gets to do the things that they enjoy they doing. Love. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, some people would not want to be, you know, have the spotlight of the pressure of having to interview or even be a guest for that matter. Other people shine in that environment. So if everyone in the world did the stuff that they love to do that they could also make money out of, then I think we'd all experience a lot more success. That's right. That's so very right. Uh, said, do you want to add some more? So since uh, Tom mentioned that the qualifications like, that, that he considered when he thought of hiring a contractor. When Tom hired me, I was completely a newbie. Um, I might have like two shows uh, that I am writing show notes for or editing audio, but the end-to-end podcast production, I, I do not have experience uh, that time. But Tom was the first ever client that uh, gave me that opportunity to explore more on the service. So um, I just want to ask Tom, um, going back 2018, what was the like the determining factor that you considered uh, when you onboarded me? Right. Well, uh, what, I, what I always look for in folk I'd, I'd like to work with is that they're smart and hardworking. Plus, little Caleb was so cute running around the background. I remember we we used to meet every week and he'd be picking his head up and then wipe cam. Who's that you're talking to, mum, and so on? Um, so who, who could resist that, right? Uh, he's probably growing up a lot by now. But look, I always work. I always like to work people that are, that are smart. My smart, I don't mean that they... You know, I mean, I'm not a particularly smart person. People sometimes don't believe me, but I failed the second to last year of high school twice. I mean, I didn't, I didn't drop out like Bill Gates or Steve Jobs. I just couldn't, <laughs> couldn't graduate. I wasn't smart enough. So it's not that I, it's IQ smart. It's that you see some spark in their eyes, and they're fast. And so if you get someone who's smart and hardworking, you can tell from, you know, how they did at high school. Uh, you can tell from job ratings, or whether it's Upwork or somewhere else. There are other ways of telling. and So they don't have to have the experience. I had initially done the role myself, and I really didn't like it. And I wasn't particularly good at it. So it really got to the point where I thought, well, I've got enough of a system in place that if I can find someone who's smart and hardworking, ta-da, Cecilia, then they could probably 
make it even better, which is exactly what you've done. Uh, so, so that's what I look for in people. Are they smart, sparky, and are they hardworking? If that's the case, then they'll probably figure out a whole lot of stuff that I couldn't figure out. Oh, that's so nice. It's Those are very kind words coming from Tom. You must be so very happy <laughs> to hear that from Tom. <laughs> so well, I am just... Yeah, so it's easy to say because it's all true. All right. So, well, in that case, I am just curious, uh, Tom, because I... Uh, I've worked with some of your students too. And I suppose the reason that you are uh, trusting Cecilia to help your students is because you love working with Filipinos too. So I would just want to know, uh, have, how long have you been working or why do you like working with Filipinos? Right. Well, it's a great question. And you know, the, the first thing that attracted me is actually a friend of mine said, you know, I, I had a, a full-time VA here in Australia and that was pretty expensive, And uh, but but she was great. I got introduced to the to a Filipino uh, outsourcing agency and um, that didn't really go that well, but then we discovered Elance as it was then, which is now Upwork and so on. And my first Filipino hire, well, actually the second one, but the first one through, through Elance was uh, Olivia, who, Cecilia, you know, I think. I, I mean, hardworking, loyal, smart, honest with many of the filipinos that that we have the privilege of working with their english is at least as good as mine if not better certainly the grammar is better than mine <laughs> so if you look at because i you know in terms of hiring people i'm i'm very egalitarian i it doesn't the the, the primary merit for me is not whether they're an Australian or an American or a British or anything. The primary merits are, you know, is, is there going to be value? Because I'm really happy to treat everyone the same, regardless of whether they were born. And if you look at the Filipino contractors, and it's the Philippines is, is my go-to place. It's the first place I go to. If I can't find someone in the Philippines with a skill set, we'll go to India, we'll go to Bangladesh, we'll go to some other places, America and so on. But the Philippines is the first place. English is, is fantastic, uh, written and spoken. Interpersonal skills, uh, I don't know how what you've got in the water in the Philippines, but everyone's interpersonal skills, you know, seems, seems to be really excellent. Price is, is incredibly competitive. But, you know, the big thing is they're loyal, incredibly loyal. You know, so long as I look after folks, my gosh, it comes back in spades. So I just think it's a complete package. And uh, without wishing to denigrate Westerners, I'm not sure there's the same level of competition for, for roles in, in the West as there is in the Philippines. And so people in the Philippines tend to try pretty hard, whereas, you know, I, I haven't found that to be the case with my, God bless them, but my fellow Australians or Kiwis. <laughs> wow, thank you, Tom. Thank you. Tom has the term, um, Filipinos are like unapologetically uh, courteous. Is that right? <laughs> what, what was that? Sorry, like, um, We are unapologetically courteous. It's like we're not doing something bad, but we always say sorry. Yeah. Well, I, I um, it just works. It just works incredibly well. And I think the fact that English is maybe may, may not be a first language there, but it's it's pretty close to a first language that helps a lot as well. And it, also, the Philippines is for those of you who haven't worked with folks in the Philippines, by a whole lot of survey, it ranks as uh, the most accent neutral English country that that has English as a second language. Okay, thank you, Tom. Okay, <laughs> so we do not have any problems on that, say, because Cecilia <laughs> yeah. is um, a bit apprehensive to uh to speak in english and i was telling her all the time that nothing is wrong with how you speak in english it's totally okay so said do you want to uh ask more questions since um since we are like uh moving digital very 
fast. Tom. Now that many business owners are moving digital, what is your take about competition? Is there such a thing? Well, there there is competition, but my take on it is that if you if you want to be if you if you want to have less competitors and no direct competitors, you've got to create a brand that's entirely different. Uh, so you know, I created the word Leadsology, for example, and and we trademarked that. So we are the owners of that brand of Leadsology. If someone wants Leadsology, there's only one Leadsology. Whereas if I call myself a marketing coach, well, they have a lot of other options. So I think you can eliminate in people's minds the thought that there might be direct competitors to purchase from. So so I think if we we need to create a point of difference, both in perception and reality. So we we have a very famous thirty day free test drive where people could jump into our programs, don't pay us any money, try it for 30 days. That's a big differentiator. So provided you're prepared to differentiate and provided you're able to specify what that differentiation looks like in real terms, then you eliminate the competition effectively. You know, we offer unparalleled support. Every new client gets my mobile phone number, my my mobile phone number. We give it to them, we we communicate to them. We said, you're probably never going to need it, but we want to tell you that we care. And so here's my mobile phone number. So, so things that people can do to specify why they would logically be their prospect's number one choice, they are the things that we can do, that we must do in order to be able to effectively eliminate what the marketplace would perceive as being other options. Okay, very well said. Um, I think right now, uh, especially for small and small medium businesses, this is their uh, this is their challenge right now. That since yeah. everyone is moving to digital, how can you stand out when there is a an ocean full of competition? So very well said, Tom. Thank you. Aset, do you want to uh, wrap this up? I will. I, I want to ask this last killer question for Tom. <laughs> So what's one question we should have asked you, but we didn't? How do I know what my destiny is? I thought I'd end with a really simple, small question, like what's my destiny? And, and I mentioned it before, but I, I do think this is probably one of the most important questions that any of us can ask, ask, answer rather, and ask for that matter, is what's my destiny? Where am I going to get the most fulfillment? And it's clearly in serving other people and they're helping other people. We want to combine that sense of purpose with passion. We talked about doing the stuff you want to do and profit. So we get purpose, you get passion, you get profit. You put those three together, you've got some fuel for a very fulfilling and exciting future and enjoyable one as well. So again, look at the things that you're naturally inclined to want to do. And I use the word inclined. It comes from incline, which is on the side of a hill is inclined. If you're walking around the side of a hill, you're inclined to go down, not up. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. So what are you in, when you wake up in the morning and, and, you, and you go to work, what are you inclined to want to do? Because that's the clues to your destiny. That's the clues to the things you should be doing more of. It's the clues to how you can serve more people in a manner that, uh, that you want to actually engage in yourself. I can listen to Tom until the end of the day. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, before we uh, before we end, Tom, uh, can you tell us where can we find you? Probably just go to the website leadsology.guru or leadsology.com. We'll get you in the same place. But leadsology.guru, thank you. There it is. Um, lots of free stuff on there. And um, yeah, we, we look forward to hearing from anyone who has a question or wants to reach out. Yeah. Um, any parting words to our viewers? Uh, mostly, the we are we have an audience of uh, freelancers and also some digital marketing agencies, Tom. So any parting words? My parting word would be back yourself. Now, listen carefully to your inclinations and your instincts, as I said, 
pick a strategy, which if that's to be a podcast production business, or if that's to have people on your show, whatever the strategies you pick, then back yourself. When the doubts come up, when the fears come up, persist and push through those doubts and fears because your initial instincts are always going to be right to back yourself. Thank you. Thanks for your time. All right. Coming from a, ano, a client, a long-time client. Alam mo, long-time client to ni Se. Siguro naman na, nakita niyo na kung paano nakaka-starstruck yung client. Sobrang, yung wisdom niya talaga. Ma- marketing mentor kasi si Tom. And yung wisdom niya is really abundant. Maririnig niyo naman na parang for him, kapares ng sinabi niya, parang wala talagang competition. Kailangan mong mag-inventory ng sarili mo kung, kung saan ka ba magaling at i-ano mo siya. Parang i-marry mo yung passion passion, yung purpose mo, para, tsaka yung profit, para nandun ka sa sweet spot. So, every time I hear Tom talks about uh, marketing and yung life, para kasi ano siya, sobrang simple, napaka-basic ng mga ini-impart niyang idea. So, that's what I really appreciate about the guy, uh, about Tom. And ano lang, parang backgrounder lang dun sa mga nanood at nakita si Tom ganina. So, si Tom, uh, nung hinayon niya ako, ang upwork kasi yun, ang nakalagay lang na kailangan niya, isabi niya sa, sa job post niya, is kailangan niya ng uh, mag-repurpose ng 7-minute uh, video interview niya into a podcast. Uh, yun lang yung detalye, walang ibang, ano, walang ibang, walang ibang info. Um, hindi ako in-interview ni Tom, pero ano kasi, parang nilagay ko yung mga kaya kong gawin dun sa proposal. And um, luckily, I was shortlisted. Parang pinost ni Tom yung job opening niya, parang Feb 5, 2018, I was hired the next day. Ano to, completely, ano ako, newbie. Marunong ako mag-show notes, marunong ako ng editing ng konti, pero post-production is, ano, hindi pa ganun ka completely solid. Uh, and uh, finding Tom as someone na magta-trust, at luckily naman yung parang business model kasi nito, naka-integrate pala si podcast. Ano, dun talaga ako natuto. And ayun lang, sobrang thankful ako dito sa client na to. And thank you ating LA sa pagsama sa pag-interview kay Tom. Um, I am so happy na ayan, partners na rin tayo hanggang sa maubos ang English ko. <laughs> ayan, so sana ano may nakuha kayong value and do not forget kung Nasa Facebook group namin kayo, masasabi namin na hindi namin tinitipid ang pagsuporta sa mga ano namin, uh, ka-community. So please make sure to join us. If you are now ready to kickstart your podcast production career, I invite you to download our free podcast production service guide, our ValuePod Skills Kit for you to be able to Identify the skills you need to have to be able to start offering your podcast production service. Just go to bit.ly forward slash valuepodskillskit. Again, it's bit.ly forward slash valuepodskillskit.